Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That's the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job and if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until I retired. That thought really scared me. So long story short, I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break, which started with me actually deciding to start my own business. And by following a very windy road led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who are like the old me. I help busy working mums who are fed up of the routine, the daily routine, and want to take back control and create the life they really want in their work, their relationships, their wellness, their money, and the fun stuff. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk and click work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to the Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me, what I do and Mummy on a Break on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. This podcast series is all about managing our well-being in this modern life. Life today feels busier and more hectic than it did 20 years ago. And there is so much noise out there that we have to wade through. So I will be interviewing six amazing women who are experts in their field and who will be sharing with us how we can manage our well-being in this modern life. My guest today is Jules Helens. Jules is a well-being life coach who helps women to create positive, long-lasting changes so they can live and embrace a healthier, happier life. She guides and inspires her clients to connect with and rebalance their head, heart and body. She also helps and supports women who are experiencing mental, emotional and physical symptoms of the menopause and tailors her coaching to focus entirely on this. So the subject today is embracing the life cycle of the menopause to live more freely. Thanks, Jules, for joining me today. Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely to be here, Maria. Thank you for asking me. You're most welcome. So before we jump into it, tell us a bit about yourself, your story and how you got to where you are today. Well, it goes back probably 10 years now and I was nursing, so I'm a retired nurse. Um, working at the Bristol Royal Infirmary um, and I started to experience changes that I had absolutely no idea where they were coming from so that is fatigue, brain fog, um, just not understanding why I wasn't quite as motivated in life as I normally am Um, and then other things started changing like my periods, I was having UTIs, Uh, so many menopausal symptoms that I didn't know were menopausal symptoms because 10 years ago no one was talking about the menopause at all. 
I knew that women experienced hot flushes, but I didn't know that there were 40 other symptoms of the menopause. And it starts whilst you're still having your periods. And that is called perimenopause. So 10 years ago, I was going through the perimenopause, having periods, um, went to my GP who told me I might be pregnant. Um, <laughs> so take a pregnancy test, um, of which at the age of 49, 48, 49 was not exactly what I wanted. <laughs> um, so um, I started Googling it. Being a nurse, I did some research and then other changes started happening, usual hot flushes. So again, I knew that I was going through the perimenopause and went to my GP, but I went armed with information. And luckily, my GP knew about HRT, and this was in the time when they didn't like giving HRT to people. But I had debilitating symptoms by this point, and I was about to start a master's. Um, so I wanted HRT, desperate for it, because I couldn't manage or cope with life at that particular point in time. So I went on to HRT, which had an instant impact on me. And so once I was on HRT, I was then able to manage my lifestyle mentally, emotionally, and physically. So now I have reduced my HRT down to a minimal dose that is just there to protect me against um, issues of the menopause, osteoporosis, diabetes, um, Alzheimer's, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm just on a tiny dose. And when I'm 60, I, should, I will be in a place where I can come off it then. So because I went through all this and I was very unhappy in work, and I couldn't understand why because I loved working in the NHS, I went off to do an MSc and then I decided actually I have gone through the menopause. I have researched it, understood it. I did some um, uh, voluntary work at a place called Happy City where I did some training on wellbeing life work. Well-being. It's called Well-being. Five ways to well-being. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's based on positive psychology, and I thought that's what I want to do. I want to become a well-being life coach. So I off and did my training in well as a well-being life coach, um, and then I did more training around positive psychology and cognitive behavioural therapy. More training around the menopause, and there is my life's passion, helping women through the menopause so that they can live a happy and positive life. Yeah. We all go through it. It doesn't have to be negative. We just know how to manage it. And that's where I come in. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so before we look at um, the perimenopause, because that's obviously what we're going to focus on, I just want to bring in today's environment because obviously it's very different at the moment. Um, and these are unusual times. So how do you view what is going on and some of the challenges that are affecting individuals today? Well, I think we're all unique. So we're all experiencing something completely different to someone else, but we are in it together. So we're all experiencing the same environment. Mm. And I think for some people, it will be loneliness, especially if they're living on their own. And that inability to connect with people person to person. For some people, it will be the homeschooling and the overwhelm that that brings. For other people, it is going to be very much about relationships because all of a sudden, you're going to be in the same environment as someone else for extended periods of time. And that can have a positive impact or it can have a negative impact. 
So I think this whole situation is affecting us all very differently. I mean, there's the financial situation for so many people um, and the inability to actually go on holiday, I know is having a massive impact on people, particularly this time of the year, if they want to go abroad and catch some sun, which helps us so much with our wellbeing. Mm. So I think for us all, it's a unique experience but there are people out there to help support us and there are techniques and strategies that can help us when we're feeling overwhelmed. So there are people out there for that help and support. Um, so I think, you know, for people to seek that support is, is ask for help. And, and yeah, and I think that is the key. When you, you're feeling, however you're feeling, it is as simple as, asking for help and I just want to just keep that in the background about you know this current environment because women who are going through the menopause whichever stage of it they're at it's that added element that today's environment is unusual and is and is more unsettling so before we jump into um the perimenopause just give me an overview as to sort of the life cycle of the menopause because I think far too often we talk about the menopause, but yes. it's not just the menopause. <laughs> In actual fact, it, the menopause is just one section of the whole journey. So you're pre-menopause. So that's the time when you're most fertile and your, your um, hormone, fertility hormones are, they do go up and down, but that's to do with fertility rather than the menopause. Then you become perimenopause in your mid thirties, roughly. And a lot of women don't realize that their estrogen levels, their hormone, fertility hormones are gonna start to fluctuate. So you will start experiencing maybe mood swings, inability to sleep, brain fog. And you're thinking, oh my goodness, I'm starting Alzheimer's. Um, or oh, I've got pains here in my joints or I've got pains here and I, I, then you'll start googling cancer symptoms because you don't realise that those symptoms are, are very perimenopausal because you're 35 and you're still having your periods and you can still have children but your oestrogen your, your progesterone sort of reduces gradually over, over, over the menopause but your oestrogen will be going up and down up and down and it'll be going all over the place and so will your moods be going all over the place with it. So women, I didn't realise that those symptoms when I was perimenopausal were due to the perimenopause because I'd never even heard of the word perimenopause. And then you go through the perimenopause and um, again, each woman will be very differently, but on average, you'll be around about 51 when you'll go into menopause where you haven't had a period for 12 months. And then that is classed as menopause and in actual fact you're only in the menopause for one day and then you're post-menopausal but even when you're post-menopausal you may still be experiencing symptoms so 75 percent of women because we all go through the menopause there is no getting away from it 75 <laughs> percent of women will experience menopausal symptoms 25 percent will sail through it 25% of the 75% will experience debilitating symptoms where they are unable to function. 
and suicide rates in women peak at the age of 51. That's how serious menopausal symptoms are for women. That's why we need to take it really seriously. And that's why you need to take it very seriously in your mid-30s and not to think, well, that's years away for me because mm. you're already in it, starting it. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. And I think um, that's the thing. There's, there's been the, the hype about, you know, we've got to talk about the menopause. We don't talk about it enough. It's a taboo subject. It's a very personal subject. And that's why, you know, we sort of stay away from it. But it's much bigger than that. And from what you've been saying, it starts a lot earlier than we have give credit for. Yeah. And um, it's, it's about, you know, I think being prepared for it yeah. rather than one day sort of waking up and going oh crikey it's hit me I'm yeah. in it <laughs> exactly because if you can prepare yourself for it your symptoms will be less if you can put those strategies in place before it hits you then you will experience less Mm. symptoms and even if you're one of the 25 percent of women who don't experience those symptoms it's still going to help you to manage how you how you are in life and your journey through life because a lot of the strategies are to do with being in, more in touch with your mind and your heart and your body listening to your head your heart and your body so that you understand your symptoms and you know that your symptoms you don't need to have lots and lots of blood tests to understand your hormones because if you listen to your body and you take your the time out to listen to your body you will know which symptoms are to do with the menopause it's really it's quite um it's quite powerful to have that relationship mm. with your mind your heart and your body because it tells you so much about yourself so now getting to the sort of the heart of the conversation, the, the perimenopause, which I understand it from what you're saying as it's sort of the lead up to that one day. Yes. It's a long introduction, isn't it? <laughs> like years to just this, your time on the stage, which is one day of the menopause. So, the menopause. <laughs> <laughs> um, so You've um, talked about some of the symptoms. Can you just go through some of those symptoms a bit more and, and also bring in some of the strategies that we can start to um, put into place so that we can live more freely and more happily rather than being you know, dragged down by the symptoms that we'll be experiencing during that phase? I think for me, the first thing is who you have external resources that are going to help you. You've got internal resources. The internal resource is to take time out each day to actually observe and listen to your thoughts that have an impact on your emotions, that have an impact on your behaviour, that have an impact on your physical sensations, so that you can start to learn and listen and observe your body. Once you do that, it, it's going to help you in life, let alone through the menopause. And unfortunately, in this modern world, we've stopped doing that because there is so much noise 
that goes on, there is so much in our lives that we feel that we have to do to achieve that sometimes we forget to stop. Mm. And that is, and we're all unique. What works for one woman isn't going to work for another. But what worked for me massively was meditation. And I learned to meditate daily. I, I meditate less now because that, that became a habit very much because I knew the outcome of that habit was going to serve me well. So I meditated. And so I'm able now through mindfulness to know when my body is not in a good place and I will stop and I will listen to it. And I would then put other strategies in place to support my body. That's internal resources are really, really important. And for lots of women, there'll be lots of other things that will help them getting involved in craft work so that it takes their mind off life so they can actually just focus on something through mindfulness is really powerful. There's the external resources. So that is obviously healthy eating. Um, and that may need some support and some help through healthy eating because there's an element of needing to understand who you are because we also lose a sense of self when we're in overwhelm and when we're going through the menopause. So it's about we lose ourselves as people and we lose our identity and we can sometimes feel invisible. So it's about finding our sense of self again, who we truly are. Um, so that is finding out what exercise suits you, what diet suits you, and sleep is massively important as well. And that is a huge one when it comes to just supporting our well-being, not just through the menopause, but through life in general, uh, and reducing anxiety and stress. Mm. Because anxiety and stress reduces our cortisol. And when our estrogen starts to reduce, our cortisol starts to rise, and that increases our anxiety and it has an impact also on our emotional center of our brain as well. So it's about how we reduce our anxiety and our stress. If you can start learning to do this and make it a habit early on in your symptoms, when you start going through the later stages of the menopause will be a lot less. I, I like what you're saying about the thoughts at the beginning, because I'm, I'm an advocate of being aware of the chatter that's in our head um, and how that affects us, how it triggers certain behaviours, the way we respond to certain situations. And um, it, it, it has, it just can open up, I was going to say a Pandora's box of, of us and really understanding who we are where we've come from and potentially where we're going because of that. And um, I think that's great that just by like listening to your thoughts and trying to understand, you know, what's me and potentially what's the thought that's been triggered because I'm going through this stage in my life. I think that's so powerful. It is so powerful. And that's where I sort of, with life coaching, uh, based on well-being, so that's mentally, emotionally, and physically, it starts with a sense of self. And until you find out who you are, because some people it take they've never found this, they've never found themselves, mm. 
and that just needs a little bit of guidance and help. But quite often when you're going through menopause, you lose yourself, you lose your identity. And so it's about regaining that sense of self. I think until you regain that sense of self, it's quite hard to know what it is that you want to change and how you can change it. So finding sense of self is going to help you to improve your diet, to increase your exercise, to know what exercise is going to suit you and the menopause and how to regain sleep again. That's one of the first things that goes, unfortunately. And also you may have had, you may have just had children or you could have children and you're starting many perimenopause. So then that's not helping with your sleep either. <laughs> so double whammy. Helps life, not just through the menopause, but it's going to help life in so many ways. And once you understand who you are, you can then understand what it is that you want to change, and you can then understand how you change it. And, it will and make I think it much easier. And that's great in um, in trying to achieve that sense of balance yeah. in our life as well, because you know we've been talking about how the world, especially now, is a very chaotic place because of the uncertainty. And then throw into it the fact that there'll be women out there going through the perimenopause, not even knowing that they're going through it. And, you know, in, in their bodies, there'll be this uncertainty and imbalance. And, and then just because we're human beings, we want that sense of um, balance. And then we start trying really hard to get this balance when actually it's like pushing against a brick wall. It, you know people you just you just want to throw your hands up in the air and say well I now don't know what I can do because I just can't think clearly I can't see straight what um, advice have you got Jules? Well I think again when you know you're in that place of overwhelm because again a lot of people aren't even aware that they're in that place of overwhelm because they've become so used to it and it has become their life of being in overwhelm and in actual fact being in lockdown has given a lot of people time to reflect and actually prioritize what is important to them in their lives so it's about seeing how you can create time in your day and prioritizing that time because it is so important to to rebalance your life and you may if you actually put that time aside each day and sit reflect watch and observe what's going on inside you you may come up with some answers on your own if not you may just need a little bit of help from mm. someone to enable you to find those answers if you're really stuck and if you're really lost and you really are in a place when you're not able to move forward and there's lots of reasons why people don't move forward and a lot of the reasons for that may be fear but they actually don't know what that fear is without actually having that conversation mm. with someone just to help them to identify what it is that's holding them back but lockdown absolutely has for me given me time to reflect on what's important in my life because I don't have children and I've been able to work from home, so that's reduced my overwhelm. But other issues have come in for me, that, that need for connectivity with people. So we're all unique. 
We're all different and we all have different ways of responding to things and we all have different ways of of needing help. So sometimes we don't actually know what that looks like. So I just want to slightly change the direction of the conversation to maybe make it a bit more lighthearted. Talk to me about um, myths that are associated with the menopause, because we hear of so many and it would be nice to hear from an expert some of these myths that are actually rubbish or not quite as bad as we're given to believe. Well, it's an interesting one because, again, you know, it, every woman's experience is completely different to another. So that is one myth in that you may have found a solution to uh, an issue and you want to tell everyone, but actually your solution is not right for someone else. So it's about listening to other people and understanding how they are actually experiencing this differently to us. Uh, you can uh, still have periods <laughs> when you're going through the perimenopause. Lots of people just assumed if you're, if you're menopausal, you don't have any periods. But the main thing is, in actual fact, this time of your life is fantastic. It is such a brilliant time to be experiencing life. You just need to know how to embrace it. Just need to know how to actually put the right things in place so that you can live a really, really joyous life because it is. They know through the happiness curve, they've done research on it. Slightly changed through COVID actually, which is interesting, but we kind of go through happiness and then it dips in our sort of mid you know, 30s, 40s. And then in our 50s, happiness goes through the roof again. Embrace that happiness because in actual fact, there are ways to overcome the symptoms of the menopause whatever that might be, you just might need help. And lots of experimenting with lots of different things because what's, what helps one person doesn't help someone else. But just remember, actually, this is a fantastic time of life. It can be. Certainly, I went from debilitating symptoms and I felt I was in mayhem. And then I feel like I've been on this amazing journey where I had to put a lot of work in and change my life and I've come out the side the other side and living a magnificent life and that is in a book <laughs> that has been published recently my journey through the menopause because I did go from mayhem to magnificence and if I can do it everyone can do it and I think how from listening to you one of the biggest insights I've had is that as a woman who I'm probably in the perimenopause as we speak. Um, and it's not to look at the changes that I'm gonna go through with fear and to fight against it. I think it's a case of being proactive and doing the best for me so that as those symptoms occur, as I experience them, um, I've gone into it with my eyes open and I'm more relaxed about experiencing them, if that makes sense. Uh, and that is absolutely crucial. 
for reducing your symptoms because um, anxiety, they know, increases hot flushes. Coffee, alcohol, spicy foods increases hot flushes. Hot flushes can lead to anxiety and panic attacks. Mm. So if you can start working on that now, then you will reduce the symptoms when they start occurring. And the thing is, they may never occur. So it is about going in with your eyes open, having that information, talking to people about it, because it isn't a taboo subject, because we all go through it. Yeah. Even the women who don't go through it can still understand what it's like to have hormone imbalance because of premenstrual tension. Or, you know, around having children, we all understand hormonal imbalance. So it's, it's, not, it's not embarrassing. It's completely normal. It's about being open about it and we're getting better at it mm. we're definitely getting better at talking about it um and i know when i first started having the symptoms i was talking to everyone about it i didn't understand even my poor nephew got me <laughs> um and he was only very young <laughs> i didn't understand why people weren't talking about it and that's just because I, I felt the need to be open mm. and honest about how I was feeling because it was having an impact on relationships. And I needed them to know why it was happening, you know, why I was the way I was. And it's not yeah. about you, this is about me because people couldn't understand why I had changed. Um, it was the hormones. <laughs> it's so the hormones. <laughs> oh, so it's coming close to the end of our conversation. Um, before we go, I'd like you to give us three things that our listeners should take away from the conversation that we've been having today. Well, the first is absolutely to listen to your body. Listen to it, understand your body and observe it. Um, the second would be ask for help. Do not be afraid to ask for help. From someone if you really feel stuck because there are lots of people out there that can help you and there are solutions to any problem um, and the other one is talk about it yes. actually talk about you know talk to other people about what has helped them and find out information from them it may not work for you but at least you'll have a broader understanding of what's out there and what works for one person what doesn't work for someone else and try it all. Yeah, you'll find something that will work for you. So before we go, Jules, can you tell us how we can find out more about you and how we could work with you? Yeah, so I'm out there. I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. Uh, my website is out there. You can go there for more information. Or you can contact me. I do an hour's introductory session. There's no obligation to sign up for uh, my Wellbeing Life Coaching Programme, which is either six or ten sessions over three or five months. Um, so in actual fact, just through that hour's conversation, you will maybe take away enough not to need to sign up. Other women may want to sign up to the Wellbeing Life Coaching Programme, and that takes you on a journey not just through the menopause, but it takes you on a journey to a healthier, happier life. That's all I can say, really. Um, 
that I am there. I work also, just to mention Hazel Hayden, because we work in collaboration with each other very closely, because she is also a nurse who is a nurse prescriber. She is a holistic nurse menopause specialist. We have very much the same values and views on supporting and helping women to a much better menopause journey. And she, she actually uh, can prescribe HRT and give advice on um, supplements and things like that. So we work very closely together, helping women through the menopause. Well, thanks a lot, Jules, for talking to us today. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. If you're interested in finding out how you can work with me and how I can help you, then head over to my website, www.mummyonabreak.co.uk and click on work with me. Take care.